0: Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, by my excited co-host, Alexander Voltz. Say hello. Hello. This is Every Album Ever, the podcast, where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a whole discography per episode. And today, we'll be discussing every album by... At The drive Ooh, At The drive Big, big time, big time fun time for Alex. Yes. This is an Alex bucket list pick
1: yes sir uh you know gotta indulge sometimes gotta gotta take all our own fancies also we did the mars volta and now i feel like we're like close close the chapter a little bit
0: a little bit check out our episode on mars volta from forever ago as well as uh, our episode on their reunion album which is also an album that exists it is
1: an album that exists
0: sure yes. does uh, but now we're finally talking about this long oh. um, Longtime fans will remember that i'm uh, i'm pretty critical of mars volta i like them i think they're a great band but i don't love them the way a lot of people love them and i would imagine uh i feel the same about at the drive-in and i mostly do i think they're a great band but there's plenty of things that i hate and her, just dislike maybe not hate You know, Cedric
1: is Cedric, and I love it. But yeah, it's to me, it's a totally different band. I didn't even, like, really get into them until I got into the Volta. Like, the first time I heard them, I was just like, what is this? I feel like some people I didn't like in school listened to them, and I was like definitely i get that vibe for sure. i was like hey, they're probably not good and then i heard the i was like hold on hold on yeah, yeah was was i wrong and i was wrong
0: i mean that is uh that is an album that cannot be denied mm-hmm. but uh th- th- i i've heard i've heard this band before mm-hmm. like eight years ago i i listened to two records and sort of came away. I was like, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's fine. I have no problem with that. And I, but it wasn't enough to, for me to like go back and listen to, um, I just, I just thought it was cool. And here, uh, I have a different approach, different perspective now. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how emo they were.
1: Yes. Um, that was part of why I didn't like listen to them because, you know, in high school, I was more of like a purist. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I don't even want to be associated with that stuff. Um, but yeah, I think they always fought that label, and I think that label, I think that label even like bought their demise. They don't think Cedric and Omar were f- were feeling that they did not want to be pigeonholed, held into that genre.
0: I of course, why would you? But like they're also, when I say emo, I mean Sunny day real estate emo, check out that episode where it started as post hardcore, but mm-hmm. it was way more emotional, way more melodic and then you see it kind of bridge the gap between the stuff that we like like Sunny day real estate and them mm-hmm. and the driving and then the stuff we don't like, like the rest mm-hmm. and even this, it's like there's a little too much of that than this if if you get what i'm saying like um more so early on than later on of mm-hmm. course cuz the band grows quite a bit over the course of the discography it is just not my bag like oh they're just they're like the you know late uh 90s post hardcore early emo um thing where it's still very it's very angsty mm-hmm. very fast and high energy very punky but it's 90s punky which is not the punk that i like i like mm-hmm. the early early 80s punky and so it just does a bunch of stuff that I like I don't have a, I don't, I'm not going to bash them. Like, it's just a thing that I don't care for. Uh, it's not done badly or anything. Uh, but then, you, then they start to grow and then it's, uh yeah, I don't even know what you'd call they, them by the end.
1: Yeah, I mean, they are a band that, like, really, like, they get better every single <laughs> entry. They get a little bit better, a little bit better until they got too good
0: until they got they had to die because they were too good
1: yeah um and that yeah the the emo label is also fascinating to me because i didn't realize how much these guys fucking toured like Mm. i don't want to say they love touring but they toured a lot and like looking at the bands they toured with like none of them are emo bands um, I, I kind of teased this last week, but yeah, they like toured with carp and murder city devils. Like, Oh, which like, man, That must've been fucking awesome to see at driving drive in and, and carp together.
0: That's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, and by all accounts, they are just a gnarly live band too. Super fun.
1: Yeah. From, you know, uh, maybe getting a little, f- Far further ahead but like that's how they got their first record deal was uh rumor has it they did a show in la in front of nine people and it was fucking amazing One of those people happen to be from uh flip records and they're like we'll put out your album
0: that's how you get you just got to show up and put in the work doesn't I, I feel like you can't do that anymore uh, you can, but it's a lot more demoralizing, and there's and I promise you this there is no one of note at those shows that's <laughs> the yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the issue there is not some just he happened to be in the neighborhood. check out the, no, there is no one there mm-hmm. uh there' a story I love from Henry Rollins way back in his early black flag days where I think he played a show it was black flags already established, but they played a show to six people <laughs> and it was the most discouraging, demoralizing thing ever. And I think I think it was Chuck Dukowski who was like, Nope, don't care. Play p- play. Those six people pl- paid money. Mm-hmm. Play your heart up. Give them everything you got. I was like, that's inspiring. Until I played a show with like three people and it was horrible and they hated us. <laughs> and like one of them was an employee. It doesn't really, it's, like, so I mean, two people. it's easy to say, like, play your heart out, but when there's no one there, it's like, what do you even do? doing you know like but i guess it just separates the week from the the nuts a week yeah there you go there you go uh but we have some uh some notes here from our boy tom ozen who should all go uh, go go and follow there's a an npr feature from 2017 um a feature from noisy slash vice on in casino out from 2018 and a new york times interview from 2017 but as alex pointed out before we hit record that doesn't none of this quite documents the vitriol of the initial breakup in uh, 2001 who apparently was a feisty
1: there's I feel I like I kind of don't like I get like Cedric and Omar being so fascinated with like this spiritual like realm and things like that because there's a lot of like a lot of death in this band even from the outset their original drummer uh bernie ring ringconia uh, yeah. yeah passed away in like 95 oh shit that's and, really um, they broke up and then you had like mars volta and sparta which which
0: sucks we'll talk a little bit about, little bit about sparta I woof <laughs> i haven't they, heard
1: them they you know what they had the impossible task at, when I went to Coachella of going on right before the newly reformed Pixies. It's not like today where it's just like, oh, the yeah. fucking Pixies. Always but
0: when Kim was still there.
1: This was like Brandt, their first, that. first yeah. show in forever. And they had to go on before the, the Pixies and no one gave a
0: fuck. Why would you? Honestly. I don't know. I remember that when Pixies came back. It was like, it was a big deal. It was a really big deal. Um, I still never seen the Pixies Live, and now I've lost all interest because of all the new records.
1: Yeah. Sad. So, DeLau's is kind of in tribute to the the, um, sound manipulation artists, whatever that means. Jeremy Ward, who Mm. passed away, and um they they were like did interviews where they're like it's it's jim's fault
0: oh spoiler jim is the only one not to return to the band after the most recent reunion i wonder why i will say when he leaves a
1: second time it was handled with more grace well there was less vitriol going on. Okay. A well, uh, little well, they are
0: much older now. I mean, yes. get, fuck you shit together. Old. Uh,
1: but yeah, I remember like an in, inner it was kind of like a not a, like a rap battle, like, oh shit, like Sagra Genomer said this and like Jim said this. And like At least they didn't have diss tracks. That'd be mad lame. I mean, maybe they did, but it's probably in a, a weird you know, psychedelic haze Or like talking about someone in a mole skin suit or something.
0: It'll be very metaphorical is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, so because we didn't mention off the bat, obviously this is Cedric uh, Bixler Zavala, whose name I hate and Omar Rodriguez Lopez. I, I just don't like the hyphens. I don't believe in hyphenated I, names. I love them. I love them both. They should have more hyphens. Uh, also, I, I have a, such a problem with the name Bixler. What the fuck is Bixler? <laughs> It's unique. <laughs> you don't know anyone named Bixler? No, I don't. It sounds made up. Uh, of course, yeah, well, of the Mars And then we have uh, the main original members, uh, Paul uh, Inohos on bass, Tony Hajar on drums, and of course, Jim Ward on second guitar. Um, Keely Davis would replace him in the reunion, who is also a <laughs> member, member of Sparta. I'm
1: sorry. It's kind of funny. Huh. <laughs> that he's like in
0: Sparta. That is weird. I thought about that too.
1: And he, I imagine it like the old school Mortal Kombat games when you're like moving up the, ta- the, the tower. Yeah. <laughs> he like surpassed Jim Moore. <laughs> I mean, that was a pretty big reunion. <laughs> I remember that reunion. Yeah. um I also knew to me, I, d- I didn't realize Omar was not even playing guitar originally.
0: Oh, I didn't yet yeah, because I I knew he wasn't a founding member, but I didn't know he started with bass. Yeah. Uh, in '95, uh, so they formed in '94 by Cedric and Jim in El Paso, Texas. And according to this piece, anyway, uh, it kind of uh, like shits on them, <laughs> like as like their early stuff was awful and just completely derivative. This is like what so. Bixler, Zavala, and Ward were equally as taken with the ambition of bands on Discord records, as well as the spastic chaos of the San Diego bands populating the Gravity Records roster. They'd managed to meld these things into a good song here and there, but never did they become more than the sum of these influences. Which is a very interesting way to, like, all right. Uh, I mean, I would probably not disagree if I heard, like, the earliest demos. Yeah. But... says it wasn't until 1996 when the band added guitarist Omar Rodriguez Lopez, bassist Paul uh, Inojos, and drummer Tony Hajar that At The Drive-In will begin to settle into itself. Yeah, that's basically it. It's pretty pretty brief little backstory there, but Total will be covering four albums and two EPs. First album came out in 1997, last one 2017. Yeah, I guess everything else pertinent we'll get to in the records.
1: Yeah, I said I already got a little ahead of the game and said... They did a gig for nine people in L.A., and someone was from... The right
0: person was one of the nine.
1: Yeah. Also, this album only costs $600 to make. That is quite cheap. I made a record for that cheap once <laughs> or twice. Surprised it sounds as good as duh.
0: I know. I know. But might as well jump into it. This is 1997's Acrobatic Tenement.
2: Tenement!
3: This, this
1: is rough. Exactly. Huh? Production is a little rough, but of course. Dude, the right symbol on this
0: album is prominent. It is a little dominant. Yep. And this, man, is. It's a cute song. It's like just pop, pop essentially, but played with a little bit more uh, swing.
1: I mean, this is one of the best songs on the album, I think. Um, it's interesting this is like the only album where cedric sounds like very young
0: i think it sounds pretty young on the whole almost the whole discography but he does sound pretty tiny young. i guess
1: the next EP too but then it's like all of a sudden he'll sound like cedric but um
0: this is yeah I mean, this is cool really catchy catchy chorus there it's very um it's well done,
1: like surprisingly hooky. I like. I said, I th- this is one I don't really go back to a lot. And I, no, it's quite yeah. rough. Um, yeah, I would just pick out the songs I like. Um, also, like the happiest soundings.
0: Yeah that that song is one of their happiest songs. By f- I mean, it's really misleading if you're going into this band blind and you hear that. Like, oh, there's a like poppy kind of punk band. It Rare, it, usually they're just really edgy and, and emotional and yeah. almost dramatic at times that's
1: poppy I think it's very rare for someone to be like this is the first at the drive and song they <laughs> it, the- it,
0: it, yeah it's very rare um, uh, Shafino I think has a pretty cool main guitar line uh, I mean the, the production we I think we should talk about the production I mean
1: holy crap I mean it's it is what it is it's yeah. a, a young band uh, recording an album for $600
0: yeah it's like um because it's not just we've listened to plenty of shitty sounding albums i've I've loved many shitty sounding albums it's the way that it's shitty that makes it odd where it's it's really really spacious mm. um
1: it's I, and really it's just the drums that give me the most on here it just
0: it's not flattering to the types of songs that, that these are it's just too open it's too open and um yeah, weirdly floaty, like on that on that opening track. I mean, Cedric's mm-hmm. doing a bunch of vocal overdubs. They're kind of floating around the mix. Yeah, it's a cool effect, but it's very hard. It's not the most tangible thing ever.
1: Um yeah, the track three. Oh
0: yeah. Um, e- Ebro-G- Ebro-Glio. <laughs> Ebro-Glio, I it's think. just
1: this raw, like spacey energy. I could hear like the the Fugazi influenced again. The ride symbol very prominent.
0: Yeah. Uh I like. It. I dig the drum clicks on the intro of that one. I really don't like that main riff. Um, just more uh, anthemic, emotional punk. There's uh, some proggy moments. It's mostly the drums doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still don't like the song all that much.
1: Yeah, it is. It is interesting to me how the guitars, m- mostly handed by Jim Ward and a man named Adam.
0: Oh yeah. Amperin. Yeah. Looks like.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you don't get like any any of the. <laughs> the omar cool stuff yeah Yeah.
0: what is it initiation kind of tones things a a lot down it's it's clean it's mellow It's smooth as hell i
1: think it has some like yeah very pretty guitars yeah that's like the you know cedric has like the very like high-pitched vocals but that's like the most feminine he'll ever sound
0: ah interesting because i think the song is well written i think it's nice he, Cedric does not fucking sound that good on there to me. Like there's a lot of moments in this band where he is pitchy as hell. He is, you know, finding his way. You think, it's, it's also weird because he's never pitchy in, in Volta. Mm-hmm. Like, I may not love his, the tone of his voice, but he's not, he's a great singer and he still hits all the right notes here. He's hitting wrong notes all over the place. And this whole, this whole band still a baby still learning. Yeah. Still learning, I guess um, more fast punkiness with communication, driving,
1: Yes, I do enjoy those those guitar riffs. They're almost like like punk riffs without distortion.
0: Yeah. It, there's a it reminds me of Misfits at times. There's there's another moment in a different album that the vocal line it's like oh, it's very Misfits. It's not like they sound like the Misfits, but it's just little reminiscent,
1: I um, forget what song it was one time when I saw the Volta and they were doing like their jam section. I think Cedric started singing no, he did he was singing bullets, so
0: oh yeah, <laughs> well, the love is there
1: specifically the the part about coming
0: masturbate me uh also i did I did actually like the ride on um uh, communication driving uh it maybe it's sure it's a little bit loud, but I like what he's doing it's very mm-hmm. very cool uh skips on the record really reminds me of like a punkier sonic youth yeah i think that's one of the the weaker songs i don't me. i don't mind it although i do find Cedric's vocals really ill fitting mm-hmm. it's like he's just like shouting atonally it doesn't and then and, and the progressions are like really pretty it just feels like they don't complement them mm-hmm. um but i dig the arrangements on it um a lot of little unexpected changes and transitions that kind of bring it to life
1: um i found paid vacation time to be interesting because i feel like those are like kind of the seeds of the volta if you're like searching for like where did this start i think you could like go back to
0: that song interesting I, i do like that one um i wasn't like blown away by it. i think it's pretty strong ticklish is another one that i don't care for those are really
1: like very specific like Indie rock riffs.
0: Yeah, I was pretty tired of the writing stuff by this point in the album, and then I, Cedric annoys the fuck out of me on that song.
1: I was like, I was like, did did Omar write? No, these have got to be Jim Ward riffs. I would imagine then, if I. And then yeah. that's when I learned.
2: Yeah,
0: because I think one quote from Omar later on is that the whole from beginning to end the band was all these songs are extremely collaborative. Mm-hmm. Uh But yet they sound nothing like Mars Volta riffs, so I'd imagine that it's the other the, the input Jimmar, of, it, of yeah. old Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, the other song that I, I don't like on here is uh, The Closer. Um it, Porf-
1: it is kind of a flat closer. Yeah,
0: Porferio Diaz. I just I hate the riffs. I just don't like them at all. Where the rest of the album, it's like, it's doing a thing I don't love, but it's not like horrible. Mm-hmm. I just, That's like the only song I genuinely dislike, I think yeah Although it does have one section on there that i do like but mm-hmm. you know it's not enough to turn around
1: yeah for for me i think i would just like pick and pick and choose what i like from this album and kind of leave it at that
0: yeah it's de- it's decent it's really rough on the edges but um i don't know it's just not it's got yeah like you said it. you said it fine i mean just you pick and choose it's plenty of other things uh have this kind of concept in and feel but executed much better. They needed this album to get started. That's really what it feels like. Everybody's gotta
1: start somewhere, right?
0: Because it's not even it's not even horrible. It's just like it's just really not great. It's just kind of average. Not our thing. Yeah. Especially
1: not like thing.
0: Nah, nah. Um but, but it's not the worst. Not the worst. <laughs> I mean it's really not the worst. There's still some solid moments, some catchy moments. Uh and honestly, I'm not even that turned off by the bad production because I have a soft spot for rough production generally.
1: I think if they like f- hypothetically, if they like fizzled out after this record, I wouldn't be like, oh, why do." I'd be like, why do people like this? But I think like having the history is one of those instances where it helps.
0: Definitely. Uh, but moving on to the follow up. This is an EP that was pretty paramount, I believe. Um it's not streaming anywhere, so we have to you have to go on YouTube or something, but
1: the, the band actually encourages you to steal it. So <laughs>
0: really, yeah. I did not know that. Is that because they don't like the people who released it? Yes. Uh apparently uh off time records. When you buy El Gran
1: Orgo, you do not support at the Driving, you support dishonesty. That's, that's what the band that's says. That's what it says.
0: <laughs> so everyone steal it. <laughs> As prompted to by the band. Uh, but this helped this really sh- rocketed them Help to start touring. Eyes on them. Absolutely. So this is 1997's uh, El Gran Orgo. El Gran Orgo. I, I couldn't believe this riff. I couldn't believe it in, the, in that I hated it. <laughs> I thought for sure... That one's
1: a Jim Ward riff Not even on the CP I
0: didn't know he wasn't on the CP
1: This song feels like I'm not saying they were But like yeah This feels like them trying to like Conform into like a more This is 90s punk
0: This is just a 90s punk song And you know how I feel about that I it'll be a, a little softer than I would though Yeah, it's like, I wouldn't call that, like, horrible, but it's definitely a style that we were familiar with.
1: I mean, it's also, like, the other one, I could see how people hear it, and they're like, there's something here, and this is my worst least favorite. Worst least favorite. I, I genuinely dislike this EP. I think it's a bad EP. I am, like, amazed Omar, even a young Omar, wrote these riffs.
0: They stink. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I mean, that song alone. I'm already. I was already like really worried because the stuff that I heard, I liked, but it had been so long that I thought I was misremembering it as interesting and good. Yeah. Because when I hear this, I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's just not my band.
1: No, no, it's oddly pop punk. Yeah. Um, I'm really glad they didn't obviously didn't go down this path. Yes. Um, yeah, and then. Uh, I guess like honest to a fault fares a little better it's than it's better because yeah. if I'm an, if I'm gonna listen to that kind of punk I think AFI does it the best mm-hmm. um but that's a whole other podcast indeed um
0: winter mo- novelty uh, oh, before, before we move on from oh. honest to a fault um I one thing I did actually like the the group vocals on there because it's okay. a, it's an interesting texture and we don't get that later on yeah Not to that not at least not in that way Uh, and then the uh, the clean breakdown that it goes into actually works mm-hmm. uh so i don't i don't hate that but winter month uh novelty
1: yes i like that may be one of the stronger ones i think because it's a little darker it's not as as hooky
0: as yeah. these like pop punk driven ones um yeah it has this um it ratchets up the emotion It slows things down uh, feels good. Uh it's still, it's still very much like an early emo kind of song, mm-hmm. but it's way more. It intri- has way more intricate guitar work, uh, more dynamic all around. Um, I, it's like I don't love all the drama in that song. I don't love it the style so much, but it is. A, it is a good song. Mm-hmm.
1: Um Intermissions is some some heavy
0: stuff, dude. Intermission is way better than <laughs> it, than it has any business being. It's a. Throwaway lo fi transition song that's better than every song <laughs> on the album.
1: It's insane. Um, I will say it is a nice segue into like Fahrenheit because that is the heaviest song on the EP.
0: The rest of the songs on the EP, I just I'm not into Oh, that. really? Yeah, really?
1: Like, no, no shreds. It's not
0: well, Fahrenheit isn't bad, yeah, but I'm just like not moved at all by the riffs. Um, and a lot of it's really dramatic and a little bit cringy. Um, but it there's th- there's like some noise in ones that I do like, but overall just, uh, it was an, it was a miss for me.
1: And then, yeah, I do not care for speechless. It kind of started off like, like, um, it's a weird comparison because they're after at the Driving," but like, I was like, oh, this could be an idol song for a little bit, but then it goes back into the, the like pop punk.
0: Yeah. I like the intro to that one. Um, they have like these siren sounding guitars. That sound pretty cool. And I actually genuinely like Cedric Screams here more than a lot of uh, other places, but boy, is it mostly generic, and I hate that chorus. Mm-hmm. Also, fuck Picket Fence uh, Cartel, which we skipped. Oh shit! I can't, yeah, I mean, it is just grinds my
1: gears, dude. Yeah, I, I, just, <laughs> I didn't care for it so much. This went straight to <laughs> yeah. straight to it's
0: just Like this is really the only record that sounds like this. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't like it. I don't like this genre. I don't like the style that they're doing. I don't like these songs. It's very emotional. It's very angsty. It's Mm -hmm. very 90s punk and feel. But really, I'll forgive anything. I'll forgive all of that if you just have some good hooks and some good writing. But uh,
1: I think this is for like big, big fans. And really, it's only out of print because of the the disagreement between.
0: Yeah the label and the band well i haven't ever heard of off time records so i'm sure they're doing well but they're probably
1: this clinging on to those recordings and being difficult i'm sure they're not even around anymore yeah i doubt it highly doubt it there's no way cuz spoiler alert, when they reform, well not, they like bought the rights to all their music, except for that.
0: Except for that one. Yeah. Well, maybe they don't like it either. Maybe. Maybe. Just saying. It's not that great. Just saying.
1: I feel like they're kind of like completionists. Yeah, I feel yeah. like they would this be like, yeah, that's even interesting... if they don't like it, they'd be like, why. this is part of our history.
0: Yeah, I wonder why they maybe they, yeah, they probably couldn't. I bet they wouldn't sell it. Yeah. Yeah. What cunts? Uh, but that... It's gotta be monetized, but luckily we're not monetized anyway because but we're playing music. Exactly. <laughs> so I could say that word all I want. But uh now, well, both of our worst and least favorites for all the reasons I always said I I can't imagine um even fans of this band will be that wowed by this EP.
1: Oh, I think well, especially like in the like when they were popular, I'm sure there were plenty of people who fucking liked it.
0: Oh, the- yeah, good point. But now we're on to the second full length. This came out in nineteen ninety-eight. This is in Casino Out. It's amazing how much better this sounds.
3: Oh yeah, Rios, an empty insane. Taste filled with
1: mice. Rios, and that sounds a lot more Yeah. yeah. He like went through puberty in like a year's time.
0: And his voice went down like three notes. He didn't, he didn't go through a drastic puberty. <laughs> God, he sounds so goofy here though.
1: I I like this. I
0: like this center. I like when he, he shouts, but it sounds so goofy.
1: yeah uh the way way better Way better. um also i never i never knew this was like recorded and i'm using <laughs> the code live so like yeah not a live album but you know they recorded it as a of a, a full band.
0: Yeah, according to this this piece it says recording four days with minimal overdubs and Casino out was a product of a band that was locked in as a unit instead of laboring over tones the band ripped through the songs as if they were playing live. It I, definitely has that live feel to it for sure.
1: I will say also before this they were without a label and they said they tried to apply to like every indie label they knew and uh Fearless Records stepped in to to
0: save the day. Thankfully because again we needed this album to get them to be even better um i'm not like super jazzed about this album, but i still think it's significantly better than the past two
1: yeah this is a really like solid album um i love like the second track
0: oh chambara oh man
1: it's just like also, it's so funny, again, going back to, like, labeling them emo, and you, like, sit down and you look at, like, the lyrics for Chambara, and it's about war. Like, yeah, it's not, like, singing about, like, heartbreak. Yeah, Well, a different kind of heartbreak. Yeah. But
0: Yeah, because, like, the, the emo thing, it's, like, I mean, it's, who knows? I don't even know the real meaning, but, like... And what always occurred to me is just it feels more emotional. That's necessarily that it's about something more emotional. Yeah. Um, um, So I think it's a perfect example of that. I will
1: going back to the the Godfather or the the like help usher that in maybe a little bit husker do
0: (laughs) husker do do. check out that episode from a million years ago
1: which is also funny that the song hula you got hula who's yeah
0: Husker, do wounds hula hoop wounds yeah um super early emo sounding yeah for sure
1: yeah especially like the guitar playing there um it also made me kind of think about like the parallels between at the drive-in and and modest mouse or mm-hmm. like like man in some weird like alternate universe where they like stayed together do they go that like more like commercial route that modest mouse did or like just mm-hmm. interesting stuff to
0: yeah, think about i know uh not a huge fan of Hulu Boons. um it's just i mean the some of the angstiness here is a bit much even though i think mm-hmm. it's a significantly better album the only other song that i don't like Uh, much is hourglass which i find to be pretty cringy um i mean really dramatic piano is overly emotional and cheesy i hate the vocals Mm. (laughs) i kind of hate the song actually
1: (laughs) um i don't hate it like that but i'm not (laughs) i'm not a big fan of it yeah
0: (laughs) but everything else uh there's a cool uh dual guitar thing at the beginning of Napoleon solo yes i i do
1: like that song is like when you're like okay this this guy playing guitar now might might be a madman
0: guitar playing is obviously so much better here than yeah. the last two also the playing solo might be one of Cedric's worst performances in all of this discography like I mean really pitchy, like just wrong notes all over the place. It's, it's just really bonkers um but I do love that uh, really melodic uh mellow chunk in the final third. Mm-hmm. Really how pretty
1: you, stuff how did you feel about shaking hand incision
0: great drums really good energy with some nice moments um i dig it it has like these uh big open riffs in the chorus and and incredible drums in the verses
1: nice i also noted the drums but i'm like this is like fugazi on on like pcp yeah it's pretty intense it's good yeah. stuff there's lopsided which is like the most minimal sounding
0: song on the album, I find it to be emo as fuck.
1: The most <laughs> not not a
0: bad thing. I don't would call that bad. Yeah, thing. Uh, but it's not. Yeah, I don't think it's bad at all. Um,
1: interesting development in the closer transatlantic foe. I almost feel like that should have been the opener of the album. Really? Like I think closing with one of these piano songs. And then, like I don't know, Transatlantic flow, this has like this great energy to it that I like.
0: It is very cool. It has its um clean emotional verse that I, I think is really nice, and it, like legitimately solid punk riffs, like mm-hmm. more punky than most of the album, if if not all of the album. Um, what else? I also dig uh, for uh, for now we toast, despite the fact that I think Cedric sounds horrific on. The- <laughs> I think this might be his worst album. Honestly, I will I will not say a bad word about my my king. <laughs> Cuz like this is taking away all of my uh just preference of I don't I don't like his tone. Mm-hmm. I'm getting, I mean like performance-wise, I think it's his worst performed album. Yeah, yeah. Uh which is which is interesting. It's also again, I've I've bought this up
1: before v- like very interesting and kind of hypocritical on my part how I like love his voice but I'll do something like the Blood Brothers, and I'm like,
0: I I can't. Blood Brothers are more annoying. The they are, they are more annoying, but they aren't that far off. Yeah. They,
1: thank you for kind of confirming yeah. my my bias. They are, they
0: are indeed. <laughs> that is some really annoying vocals. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's I mean it's it's a good album. It's venturing out a bit, but not in any, any revolutionary way. But still, like you hear the the new uh, guitar interplay that they're doing. It's like. It's definitely it's, a step forward. It's not like a massive leap, but it's a step forward. Yeah, I think, get, like putting Omar in charge
1: of command or guitars, and then b- recording it as like a live band was like all all great choices here. Solid move.
0: Solid move in a solid album. Not uh, not as hooky as other things. No, but. no. It's more about the energy. It's a good energy album. Yeah. Also,
1: I think jeremy ward was uh on the the last album doing the field recordings
0: yeah Oh, Jer- that there it is yeah he was oh crap
1: can we can we look up if he's related to jim or if they're just
0: that's a good question
1: oh cousin of jim. oh
0: he's a key oh he's jim's cousin okay but yeah moving on we got another ep here and this is where things take a little bit of a shift sonically. I don't know why I've never listened to this before. Never? Yeah. Oh, wow. I actually heard this before you. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go, baby. This is 1999's Via. I love this, like, weird staticky, kind of like a bass. Almost plugging in the the cable, but not quite. Yeah. Oh, this... What band is this remind you of, other than Volta? I mean, it kind of reminds me
1: of someone who's been listening to, like, dub music, like reggae dub music. It is dubby, but it's better. Almost Santana-esque. It is. I mean, in some ways, the Volta are the... They
0: are just Santana.
1: I was going to say the modern Santana, but that's... Santana's the modern (laughs)
0: Santana. So, this is not angsty post-hardcore emo anymore. Sure, elements like that.
1: Also, how does the EP sound better then? They're on the same label.
0: It's just way better executed.
4: Great song. Great, great, great
0: drop choice, though. Really like
1: nailing the quiet, loud, dynamic
0: thing. And now this
2: feels like a <laughs> driving.
0: Yes. But not, not in any overly angsty way. It's just a really cool riff and a, a really interesting opener.
1: Yeah, I feel dumb for never. <laughs> this is one of the best records by far. It's so good. Um like it's just close to being personal favorite for me. Um like fucking Ursa Minor is like the bass line's so good, and I feel like the bass doesn't really get attention or love. Yeah um
0: dude that song man so this ep does things that i love that they'll never do again that breaks my heart they go into ugly bitter weird noise rock territory here
1: yeah especially Um, on
0: especially on ursa minor because it alternates between these big anthemic riffs uh as they are prone to doing and this ugly noise rock and it's mm-hmm. fucking crazy sounding and it's kind of kooky and it's really really catchy i mean it's stuck in my head right now the little thing they're doing it's so fucking cool yeah it's one of the best songs by a mile um plus it has really interesting drums and really uh a really deep and dynamic main riff um proximus and centauri has this driving dirty bass line with a really cool slide guitar dark and emotional but well done
1: i thought that that song's okay.
0: Oh, and I'm at it, right? Uh
1: I do like me some heliotrope. That's
0: a little bit more of the at the drive-in standard.
1: It goes, yeah. It's more of a standard song. It goes really hard, but yeah. I do agree. Like the songs that go like do weird things are really enjoyable.
0: Like metronome arthritis. Oh
1: my god. Yep. Like they're dabbling in psychedelic stuff. It's dark, like.
0: Oh, it's really dark. Yeah. Uh, I don't like, I wasn't bl- blown away by the main riff, but they're around um, 110. I think it's a chorus. I guess you could call it a chorus. It's mm-hmm. so freaking good. Um, and then I, I like said, so it shouts on there a lot too. Plus a really, really solid outro section there. Rules. Um, 300. Oh, megahertz.
1: Yeah. That's like dark funk music. Yeah.
0: Real mean, real groovy. Yeah. Very fuzzy, but subdued somehow. Yeah unlike anything they've done up to this point, I mean, not even close. There's I, this really great section at uh minute 35 that I love a lot.
1: Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, I think like the most like unique song to me is the closer. Uh, 198 decibels. or uh, Yeah.
0: 198d yeah. or something like that. I think it's decibels.
1: It's just at first listen, I was like, huh. And then I like, I kept listening and it kept like growing on me. It's like uniquely weird and beautiful and they do like all these interesting things on it.
0: I I guess that song would kind of qualify as a ballad for these guys. Yeah. It's not but it's it's not over dramatic or angsty. It's just really nice. It's really well done. Uh really I mean really well written. It has these uh cool subtle electronic textures in there. It's clean and edgy, but it's I mean it sticks with you. It's a great closer because mm-hmm. um as as in as three times and like the th- after the third time it just that song really resonated for a while um but this i mean this is like if you're listening to this in order better than ever by a lot yeah i mean this is like a, where the last album was a step in the in the right direction this one's a leap
1: it really is i also think like on the off chance you're just like a volta fan and you've never like listened to at the drive-in, like this, that's a that's like a good EP to refer to,
0: like yeah. Volta fans. It's it's a perfect it's a perfect entry point. Yeah. Uh if, if you're going in that trajectory, because I mean, it's way more dynamic and deep than ever. It's interesting layers all over the place. The songwriting is way more diverse. It still dances around uh, emotional and angsty, but it's still got uh, a lot of uh, variety in there and some the noisy, crazy moments that are just so original that I really wish they kept but this is basically the only place you're gonna find it
1: there, was, there wasn't enough time to <laughs> oh,
0: what no time there's plenty of time for noise there's always time for noise baby uh but i i mean legitimate legit record i mean it holds up holds up well uh but you ready to move on
1: i'm ready uh ready to fucking do this
0: hell yeah for i mean the the last album of the original run the original lineup this is 2000s relationship of command
1: this is one of the greatest openers of all time. Of all time, you say? All time. It is
0: a great opener. I'll give you that. If this song doesn't get you amped, what the fuck is wrong with it's you? It's got to get you out. I mean, that Those wiggly guitars, oh, we're building up with the, the floor. Oh.
1: It's also like the hardest song. It's pretty hard.
0: I, I didn't
1: notice how erotic Cedric is He's breathing
2: red faces.
0: And now, that I'm Cedric is I mean. There,
2: he does,
0: does something good I think he's mixed way too loud But he sounds good Beware! Beware! Love those tunes I
2: must have a thousand
3: yeah.
0: That's satisfying up. Fuck That is a satisfying ass Opener Fuck And best personal Best personal favorite Yeah
1: uh, It's a fucking Beast of an
0: album It's, it's, it's damn good and as much as I wanted to give personal favorite to Via, this one is, it's just too consistent. There's I, too there's, there's nothing bad on here. I mean, I, there's one thing I don't love, but even then. Also, like if I didn't
1: like grow, I don't want to say I grow up, grew up with this, but I watched it, them like grow maybe from a distance at first, like I wouldn't have been able to tell you which songs were singles off here. Cause I think so many of them are just consistently good mm-hmm. and amazing. Um, do you know who produced this album?
0: Uh, Is it Ross Robinson? It is Ross
2: Robinson.
0: I I was at a a ringer. Tom informed me before (laughs) that. And I was like, Ross Robinson. And then I I quickly learned that he's Mr. New Metal. He is all new metal. Yeah. Also, I
1: don't know if we... I hope we talked about it on Blood Brothers. He did Burn Piano Island Burn. Oh, Ross? Yeah interesting i didn't know that yeah we had to, if we forgot to talk about it I'm, I'm sorry but
0: and- uh also andy wallace makes this and he's another guy who has credits out the wazoo i mean most mixers do like they're this hard-working people yeah and they've worked on every album that you like i had no idea iggy pop was on this album I was going to wait to get to it. I had so, no idea until right now. I didn't, I didn't know, because what song
1: is it where he's featured... Uh, Rolodex oh.
0: Propaganda and Velody. Yeah,
1: Rolodex Propaganda. I was like, man, those vocals are like so goofy and
0: funny. And then I went... And I'm like, oh, they're fucking Iggy Pop. I was wondering who the hell that guy was. I was like, that's obviously not Cedric. Who is that guy? I didn't even bother checking. You would, you would <laughs> never think it's Iggy Pop, but once you know, you can't unhear it. Yeah. So uh, like... Also, Cedric plays guitar on that song, which I did not Oh, know. nice. Yeah. And he also sings on... "and Is it Enfilade? Enfilade? Enfilade?
1: Yes, yes. I didn't notice those as much. No. Um, I almost... I hope Iggy Pop I really love the like ransom call in the beginning. Oh yeah. That'd be cool if Iggy Pop was the guy who
0: doing that'd be cool. I don't That's think very, it
1: is because he has some more like oh I'm Iggy pop. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh,
0: yeah. Great intro though. Uh some of these other earlier songs, like uh Against User, more the post hardcore emo style, but man, feels great as uh, this breakdowner on 155 with amazing guitar interplay.
1: Yes. Um also like that opening drum fill is this is like quick simple thing but it's so iconic like Mm. you hear that drum fill you're like that's at the drive-in
0: there's a more really cool drum clicks on the the opening of one Arm scissor uh love the dynamics and arrangements there it's like at this point it's just you can't even call this emo at all you can't call this punk at all it's just so it's so blatantly better and more advanced and more uh matured it's so it's so
1: like surreal. Like I remember the first time I like heard slash saw the Mars Volta. There's a show called farm club. I think it was on the USA network over here in USA. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's so funny that I remember that cause it seems like a big moment. It's like on the wiki page mm-hmm. and like, I was so taken aback. I was like, I never heard anything like this. I've never seen a rock band that looks like this, like with the afros a lot and of like, afros, a lot of bad hair. The skinny jeans. <laughs> like this was this was like we're like in new metal. Yeah. Pretty like ba- like it was yeah. yeah, so crazy. And I my brain didn't know how to deal with it for years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it seemed to, to come out the other end, all right. Yeah. Uh my I would probably say my favorite at the driving song all time. Invalid Litter, uh, litter Department, oh, uh, or Invalid litter, litter Department. Man. I mean, that is... If if they had more songs like that, I'd probably be a diehard at The Driving Fan. That, I mean, it's every, I love everything about that song, beginning to end. It
1: goes hard when it needs to go hard. The pretty, like, melodic parts. Super um, haunting guitar melody. Oh, yep. man, yeah. Beautiful it, stuff. And for a song
0: that's, like, haunting... The drums sound fucking amazing. It's incredible. And when the vocals come in in, in the in the verses, it becomes I don't want to say poppy but like light. It becomes lighter mm-hmm. and I mean a little poppy there's like this really pretty song uh, uh, tail to that, to that riff. Mm-hmm. It goes into this thing and then it always has this tail at the end where Cedric sings a little bit high pitched. It's very pretty but it's heavy and groovy while still being pretty and poppy. And then these gorgeous piano lands come in. I mean it's incredible. It's like an absolute epic. It's the longest song in the album, but it's the best.
1: Yeah. Um, I also like I feel like usually when a band has like a spoken word part, it's this kind of like, okay, this is the spoken word part. But this song's so fucking good, you're really not even thinking.
0: I didn't register my brain as spoken word. It just it just felt like it just it f- it flows so good, very nicely.
1: Um, while we're talking about like melodic and and pretty things, like I I love uh, quarantine. Oh yeah, like the it starts with like these these rain field recordings, mm-hmm. and it's just like again the like hey the bass gets some love here. Sure does. Just like nice and simple, and then kind of like crescendos into these good like emotional things. It's this and we're all we're like that's track like nine and yeah. I'm still like let's
0: fucking go. That one has like a real classic rock feel with that smooth that silky bass almost uh almost like some Zeppelin in there. And it's it's that song to me is like a Volta tease.
1: Yeah. Uh you know it does have that since I've been loving you
0: quality with yeah. with less babies. Less babies. Uh but really good texture is really great bass lines Good stuff. The only song I don't love on the whole album is Cosmonaut, uh, and that's only I, because of like the lack of diversity. But guess what, Alex? Yeah, look where it is in the album.
1: The second, second to last. That's right. I love, I love Cosmonaut. Like, like I think it's, I think it's fucking great. Um, I love the drumming on it. I think, yeah. The issue is like the closer for me.
0: Really, I so i listened to it with the bonus tracks not realizing that there are bonus tracks yeah uh, extracurricular and and catacombs but non-zero possibility you're you're not big on that
1: not big on it it's still very good like it's it's
0: probably more of a nitpicky thing so i'd like it a lot i dig it a lot i mean really good unsettling melodies over this dark uh emotional rhythm it's a little dramatic but i think it's really well produced and really well done um it's really it's really atmospheric and the the mixing on that one is done super good super well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um as for the bonus tracks, we got a extra yeah, extracurricular and catacombs. Extracurricular really reminds me of Fugazi.
1: It does. Yeah, you can hear it there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um not bad. It's one of the more upbeat upbeat things which we don't get too much of on the on the main album, so it's mm-hmm. nice. And then uh the main riff to catacombs is pretty fun and then it goes into this moody almost psychedelic verse verse type thing
1: catacombs is the the strongest bonus track i feel like
0: it's pretty atmospheric really good soundscapes pretty psychedelic not, mm-hmm. not too bad but holy shit man i mean like it's a it's a beast it's really good i mean other stuff that we, we didn't even talk too much about like mannequin republic where it's it's another really fast and angry one but it, it feels really good following um invalid letter department because mm-hmm. the energy uh yeah, man, and uh, sleepwalk capsule has this amazing breakdown around a minute twenty five. I mean, even so like I'm I'm naming like sleepwalk capsules in Mannequin Republic, they're like they're basically the the, the normal straightforward at the driving songs, and even yeah. those have a bunch more depth now.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um yeah, it's so it's so funny when I was like I guess too close to it. I was just like, I I don't I was like, I don't understand like I was like, it's a very good album. I've always liked it, but I like couldn't
0: really appreciate why it was so impactful until like later on. It is. I mean, it's, it's so obviously the best and I I completely get it. It's like, I I get the praise. It's a legit, it's a fucking legitimate album. It's the longest album. It's the most ambitious, most diverse, best produced.
1: They, they fucking broke rock music. I think everyone was like in or. It was really stupid. Um, if you're like my age, you'll remember people were like, they were like trying to find like the quote unquote, like next Nirvana, which is really yeah. like stupid and unfair to bands. Yeah. If it um, for next
0: Nirvana, it's not going to sound like Nirvana.
1: And I think people were kind of like, oh, it's, it's at the driving. Cause
0: it's totally like unique
1: sound. Yeah um like, and then then they broke up it was at the peak too much pressure and yeah like i don't think people because like some people knew who they were but not a lot of people i don't think people realize like how hard they were touring in the lead up to this
0: yeah um i mean it's Uh, according to this piece here, it says that they were in a little bit of a van accident. Yes. Says, uh, yeah, the tour event skidded out of control on a road in Colorado and flipped onto its roof. Despite the severity of the crash and the damage done to the vehicle, no one was seriously injured. Band members were released from the hospital the same night, walking away from the type of accident that could have left them much worse off indeed. Uh, but in terms of like the, the the breaking up, there's more to, it. it's like also around this time period, uh, Cedric started uh, getting pretty heavy duty with the drugs. Mm -hmm. Um, It says right here, Bixler Zavala's drug abuse, perhaps due to the pressure brought on by that hype, had begun to color his creative output and presence on stage. Both he and Rodriguez Lopez later discussed feeling stifled by by genre which by that point had become a major point of confusion for a band seen as too melodic to truly be hardcore but too heavy to be anything else some signs of distress were obvious that january at the big day out festival in sydney australia the band had walked off in the middle of its set displeased with the audience for not adhering to the rules against moshing pussies still the split was sudden considering the band had just created a new circle of fans who knew almost nothing about it a year earlier uh interesting
1: also, for anyone who is like not seen like clips of like at the drive, like on their initial like run yeah. when they're young man, like fucking maniacs, it, it may not sound good sometimes, but uh-huh. like, man, ele- like fucking electric performances.
0: That is fun. That yeah. is fun. Um, from I think it's New York Times, it says. By the way, this in this piece, it refers to everyone by Mr. and their last name, which is really distracting.
1: Usually you just say the last name.
0: Yeah. It sounds like this guy sucks at writing. <laughs> but it says right here, Mr. Rodriguez Lopez broke up the band because he had grown restless, he recalled. He was weary of the constant wrangling behind at the drive-ins fully collaborative decision-making, which might include, he said, a week-long discussion on exactly which shade of red to use on merchandise. I believe it. Dude, dude, dude. The if you're ever, uh, if you're a young man and you're starting a band and you're starting with people and you're trying to collaborate the process of picking a band name, just quit, just quit the band <laughs> because it's not worth it. Because especially these days where there's a billion gajillion people in the world and every band name has been done.
1: Yeah. You're never going to agree. You gotta, you gotta replace your use with V's these, these
0: days. You can, Exactly. That's like, the only way to show up in Google. Like churches, like churches. Um, I think right here, uh, Rodriguez Lopez says, I just really wanted to be doing er uh, something more than what the context of what we were doing allowed." Everyone from management to my dad to my family said, you're crazy. You guys did all that hard work. It finally paid off. Just stay in the band for another year, go tour, and then you can do your little group that you want to do. But for me, I felt like if I don't do this now, I'll die. Now, I'll probably think about about it more, but at the time, it was a very simple decision, even though it was a big decision. I mean
1: like sure we have hindsight now we know it worked out fine but like it's fucking crazy.
0: It is absolutely crazy, but what you can't ignore and what isn't crazy mm-hmm. is listening to that little voice inside your soul. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker is going to tell you the right thing, no matter if you want to hear it or not.
1: I don't think it's a little voice for for Omar. I think, I don't it's, think it's, a li- a, it's a big voice.
0: I think it's a big voice for all of us that we actively ignore.
1: Yes. He's he's just doing what we're all too scared to do. He's just
0: doing what he's got to do, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but some of these quotes here um, from... So this is a where does this quote that you pulled Oh,
1: up? so sorry. Um this is wasn't a quote, but like um so yeah, there was the breakup. Cedric and Omar kind of took the brunt of it, but it got fucking worse with the death of Jeremy Ward mm-hmm. who died of an apparent heroin overdose mm-hmm. and that um inspired Cedric and Omar to get clean. Um but yeah, there were there were some some barbs going back and forth. I think they accused Jim of being there and not doing anything. Uh,
0: well, I mean that's a bull. What would do you do unless you're John Travolta in Pulp Fiction?
1: Yeah, I I I don't know. Um, it's really like the bad blood is like really Pronounce. like not. <laughs> on the wikipedia you kind of gotta go out of your way these days to find it but yeah. it was like a very like i never ever thought at the drive-in would get back together because the the words oh. between them and jim
0: were so like so gnarly that's pretty bad you blame the death of a friend on their on um, yeah. his cousin and it, his, yeah oh man
1: um but yeah it was it was very it was very nasty um and then yeah i think like you could hear in the split like who who wanted to do cool
0: shit and who wanted to play it safe yeah it's yeah so after the breakup jim ward uh started sparta with tony and paul and of course, we all know Omar and Cedric went Volta. It is also very funny that Paul would deflect and later join the Volta. Oh, did he?
1: He he would end up leaving Sparta to join the Volta. What album did he did he join on?
0: Um, I'm not sure. I this I know that it happened. Well, I mean, he saw where the, he saw what was happening. I mean, it's very clear. Uh, uh it says right here um at the drive in reunited to play festivals in 2012 but then fractured again in 2013 what?
1: Oh, so i was like amazed that was happening because of all yeah. the fucking bad blood i think over here i don't remember if the first show ever or first show in southern california was coachella coachella at this point is be like i can't afford it yeah, anymore yeah. it used to be affordable of course but um and so I watched the live stream. I was just like, "This sucks. Really, this is bad. What's going on?" Old men. Well, no, that old they time. were they were old that, but they were older
0: than late late nineties.
1: I guess Omar's mom had just passed away, and he was like trying to force like just carry on. Although he says that wasn't so much it, is he? Just didn't feel. connect to it it,
0: that I completely get that I mean it said uh there's even some quotes about that here um Omar says right here he says playing together again was to close the chapter on that era we played those songs so we could hopefully move forward and do new music that represents where we are now When playing those songs I thought here's a person at the time that I don't relate to anymore he didn't care about his life and was doing drugs and was really disconnected from the world makes perfect sense why he stunk live playing these songs
1: yeah so I wasn't really at the I I wish I had made an effort to go see them now. But at the time I was just like, I think I also had like this mentality about them. And obviously he had the same feeling where like forward. I was like, yeah, Volta is forward. forward. This is, this is backwards. Yeah. This feels regressive.
0: Uh, and then in, uh, 2015, they tried it again. Uh, Cedric said, we're doing it. No more drama. We're going to do this band. We're going to do it right. And that's it. And we're always going to do other things. And we are who we are. But this band is special. And that's why we're here. Uh, and But it, as uh, no surprise here, it says, but after initial rehearsals, the guitarist and singer Jim Ward, who had found it at the drive-in, left the reunited band. Mm-hmm. And Omar says he just wasn't ready. Uh, and yeah, Ward declined to, to comment about it. But they got Keeley from uh from Sparta.
1: Yeah. Basically, Cedric was like, yeah, you know, he he wasn't he wasn't ready. And uh I think he's kind of jealous creatively about where each of us went after that first breakup. And but he's like, he's a beautiful person, and I only hope the best for him, and he's a really talented guy. So
0: Oh man. Yeah. Well, they got Keely Davis and it says, and as the band repaired its relationships and reclaimed its catalog, Mr. Rodriguez Lopez and Mr. Bixler Zavala started writing new songs for the band, which leads us to the final and reunion album.
1: I, yeah, an album I wasn't expecting at all at the time. Oh,
0: of course not. Of course not. But here we are. Anyway, this is 2017's Inter Alia.
1: Unlike Ark Arsenal, this is just an okay opener.
0: Not, not, not a much of a heavy hitter, but it's a good song, if it'll ever start.
1: It'd be a lot better if there was some floor toms and, like, moaning going off.
0: Yep. Go for some moaning floor toms.
3: Feels good. I mean they're not poor
1: anymore. Nope, definitely not.
3: House, Can and Cedric is it? old. <laughs>
1: it's more of like a... A snarly Cedric. Yeah. This is more like punk rock trumpet. Yeah. The in the yeah. wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be funny if omar played bass and they just yeah. lit this key like-
0: <laughs> oh yeah that'd be fucking terrible i bet but
1: so that it's an okay song but i feel like the album has so much more to offer in like the middle
0: interesting I, the middle is almost the part i don't like the most Oh, don't know. Like, uh, the, it's actually three songs specifically. Um, Call Broken Arrow, Hold's Claw, and Torrentially Cut Shaw are the three that I don't care for.
1: I feel like that's at the end.
0: All right. Well, the middle end. Uh, yeah. Those yeah. are the songs I don't care for. Before that and after that, I'm on board.
1: Yeah. Um, continuum is, like, kind of groovy, spacey at times.
0: I can't even recognize Cedric's voice on that intro.
1: He does this really cool part where he like whispers into a scream.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Still, still pushing it forward, baby. It's uh, it's, a, it's got like a hard rock and energy. It's it's which is weirdly different for them. It's not like amazing, but it's it's something that they don't they never really dabbled with like hard rock feeling riffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has also has some solid lead guitar lines in on that one too. Um, tilting
1: at the Univender is. There's some riffs there where you're like, these could be Volta songs, but I think the the like stripped back drumming and, and bass plants it more in the after driving camp.
0: Yeah, there's like a really good lively section around two minutes in that I dig.
1: They're kind of lighter, breezier. Yeah. And then we get to co- governed by Contagions. Oh,
0: yeah. Rules.
1: Shout out to whatever cell block Danny Masterson's in. Oh,
0: is that is that about him? It's about him. Fuck that guy. Yeah. So, so I mean, this is obviously way before he was like called out, or maybe he was called out, but not not like I under think,
1: investigation. I Cedric's been calling him out for a long time because he he raped Cedric's wife.
0: Yeah, he's a fucking monster. Psych. I mean, and he has like a fucking list. Like he's a yes. a true psychopath. So like
1: Cedric's. Literally on record about what a piece of shit he yeah. is, um and yeah, that song just like it fucking hits so hard um
0: it feels almost gross that's like one of my favorite songs it may be my favorite song on the album <laughs> he's
1: no stranger to singing about dark things though, and yeah. then at the time, um for wrestling fans i don't I don't know if it's in there, but Matt Hardy was doing the broken Matt Hardy thing, which is this is bonkers,
0: yeah, crazy. Gimmick. It's com- it's great comedy. It's it's bananas.
1: And uh, he would go delete, delete. So um, there's a part where Cedric says delete, really? ev- delete everything. I d- I doubt. I oh, know he- oh,
0: it was like it's a, it can't be a direct reference, but but, but at I- the
1: time I was just like, oh, this. Kind of felt like this, like little coincidence, and then I found out Cedric does like wrestling. So. Maybe
0: it was just influencing him from the, the periphery there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gorgeous main riff to incurably innocent. Uh, I did skip wow. Pendulum in, in uh, peasant dress, which is has some really good moments. I
1: too. I love it. It's it's just like three bangers in a row, like banger after banger. Pendulum in the peasant dress, and then incurably innocent.
0: Think about uh, Pendulum. It's like every time I always think that I don't like the song, and then another awesome section comes on. Oh, and it
1: goes it, so hard.
0: It's like every time I don't think I think I don't like it, then it does something that I love. Um, it's, it's every time.
1: It should be illegal for a reunion album to have that many good songs in a row.
0: It is a really good reunion album. Umcurably and Innocent is. is like I don't, I don't love the whole thing. Like it, it gets really kind of dramatic, and it does things that I don't really love the, the whole journey of the of the song. But that main riff is really one of the best things they've written. Yeah, it's, it's weirdly great. They are grown men now. Oh yes, uh, the the final two tracks, which I dig a lot, or Ghost Tape Number Nine and Hostage Stamps.
1: Ghost Tape Number Nine rules. I love the like mechanical sounding drums um yep slower more creepy yep and yeah it's it like the drums do like this clicky thing another situation where it's like oh this is like a darker like creepier song but like the drums really stand up
0: yeah and there's a really good I mean because like it, it's it's mostly at like, the pacing that I like about it because mm-hmm. it, it it feels really good following uh Tre cutshaw would um which I found to be kind of average and samey. This one in closing zones, it's more, it's still dramatic, but it's heavier and it. Um, and also, there's a section around two thirty that fucking rules. Mm-hmm. I
1: like how chaotic Shaw feels. Um, maybe not as chaotic as the the big three on this album, but still, still fun.
0: There's one moment around one forty of that song that I do like. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I guess you might as well talk about yeah, call Broken Arrow. Um, and Holtzclaw. I mean, that It'll, whole chunk just kind of gets really samey for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, kind of hard to to follow up the the previous songs. Yeah, um, I feel like Holtzclaw is maybe maybe harkening back to the the olden days.
0: It definitely feels like it. Um, it's not super memorable, but it has it has that energy to it. Uh, I do actually like some of the. Uh, I think it's the, the main riff and verse section of mm-hmm. called broken arrow, I think is pretty cool. It's just the rest of it. That kind of turns me off uh, the closer. Uh, it's nothing special, but it works snappy. It's really aggressive. I high, like it. High I, energy. Yeah, it's fun.
1: I thought it was going to be a spacey song the way it started off. Yeah. Uh, it lied to me. Um, it does this like cool thing where there's like these string samples as like a, quick little bridge very cool stuff.
0: It is good stuff. It's a it's a good album. It's far from groundbreaking but a solid entry in the discography. It's not it's not what you would fear as, as a horrific reunion, reunion album. Yeah, yeah, not nothing like that. Although, so
1: legitimately great riffs and moments, although the AV Club doesn't seem to agree. But uh The
0: AV Club gave this album a D and yeah. The Skinny gave it a 2 star
1: out of 5. Yeah. Um Yeah, I i didn't know what to expect from it when i first heard it and i listened to it i was like this fucking rules i should have gone and saw them on this tour
0: yeah uh i'm obviously not like super jazzed about it i don't think it's like the most amazing thing ever but i'm not mad at it i think it's a pretty good pretty good album and it especially considering what it could be fuck yeah dude not bad at all i
1: think also to like be as like and it sounds a little cheesy, but I'm gonna say it like as adventurous as Omar Omar and Cedric have been, and to like decide to go back to like this place and do these more more simple things, although I'm sure his guitar playing is anything but simple.
0: I find this to be almost an overcorrection of that because there's 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 no way this could have been a continuation of relationship of command. Is it is you, that, you can't yeah, too much has happened. The, the moment in time is long gone, there's, yeah. there's, but if you're listening to them back to back, you're kind of craving the next step. This is like before in, uh, in between via and, uh, in casino out. Mm. It's like, this is, that's where I feel like this fits in musically. Mm-hmm. So it is a, it is a regression with that. Uh, but if you kind of take out the, the chronology of it and you just like look at his it own album. Yeah, this it's pretty solid.
1: Yeah, I think people also, you know, the performances on the the first go around of the reunion were so lackluster. I think Cedric rallying the troops and being like, "We're gonna fucking do it right this time." Yeah,
0: that is, you do need that. You need a general at, at, at times. Um, but so in in response to that. Cedric says here, he says, we had a lots of conversations about respecting our fan base and everything where we had left off. We need to honor where we left off sonically last time and we need to honor how we used to paint outside the lines. And this also kind of captures a lot of the energy of it, which Omar says, he says, uh, apparently he summed up summed up the the policy about this album as no overdubs it says we're not going to do lots of layers what you want to play has to be what it is make the decision now you're not going not going to make the decision later put it down and it's going to stay like that forever there it is don't waste a track don't waste the time don't waste the opportunity don't waste the song damn
1: this feels more like a uh, callback to in casino out rather than,
0: it is definitely but yeah uh however after this album uh they stopped <laughs> again uh this is the 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 statement from statement or or just message mm-hmm. tweet i don't know exactly how he it was a tweet it was yeah. a tweet from cedric this is from the second to last show we're right after the second to last show he says, i apologize for the heavy emotions tonight maybe it's a sign of weakness to some of you but i had to give a huge thank you to my eight at the driving family this was our second to last show tomorrow is the last don't know when we'll play again thank you rio how do i even sleep now and that was it <laughs>
1: Yeah well Then a pandemic happened and Well the pandemic happened two years later Well that's really You know but I I mean even if It didn't but like Also I don't know there was Like there was something In you know Obviously Cedric and Omar are playing At the drive-in and I think The the Volta fiends Or I think
0: we were like You guys are cool if you guys are cool and honestly there is more not that that last volta album was super revolutionary or forward in like musicality but there is more room for mars volta than at the drive-in to do whatever they want to do
1: also like omar has a million like side projects like bosnian rainbows with terry Genderbender, or like they even tried like a super group with the melvins which they like did like fizzled out like they did the one record and that was which it one was that? uh crystal fairies or crystal fairy oh man wow. it's I that. it's terry omar and then buzz and it's pretty Dale. Sick. that's pretty sick i bought ticket i bought two tickets to two super groups both shows got canceled damn what what? was that during pet uh no age? this was before, before. I bought tickets Crystal Fairy show got cancelled bought tickets to Draft Tongue which is like Brent from Mastodon um, the, the new singer for Alice in Chains um,
0: and the bass player who I used to share a rehearsal studio with yeah,
1: yeah and I think some Dillinger guys and some other people yeah oh I think Tom is Thomas per- some Volta drummer there's mm-hmm. a few of them bought tickets to that that didn't fucking happen damn 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 and then a pandemic happened
0: and then no one had fun for a long time and then <laughs> now we're here uh, and i've seen the volta three times so
1: i'll take i'll take that Hell three yeah. three times since yes very nice very nice i can't believe it's already been three times holy shit seven 17 total
0: shut the fuck 17
1: 17 times
0: you've seen okay i've never seen anybody that many times <laughs> you've never, probably never seen anyone 10 times. no I think the best I see the most, honestly, is Death Heaven. That's like five or six. You're, you're going to get up to <laughs> make you see <laughs> Dude, holy... Si- well, hold on, then. How many times have you seen Mastodon?
1: That might be, like, 13.
0: It's still a lot, okay? Yeah. It's still a lot, but it's not 17. Eight. <clears throat>
1: Also, I'm not proud of it, but there's a few times Mastodon has been in Southern California that I didn't I didn't make it out. It used to be every show, right? Every show. But like Volta was like Mastodon was like every LA show I would Every go LA out. show. Volta was every Southern California show. That's some passion, man. Ventura, Santa Barbara, San Diego. I fucking would fucking
0: Santa Barbara. Hell no, I'm not driving to Santa Barbara. Well Although that's a nice little drive. It's a uh, it's not that bad of a drive. It's a nice venue. Is it? It's
1: a, it's a nice little venue. It's like a a smaller version of the Greek theater, the Santa
0: Barbara Bowl. That sounds nice. It it the nice. Greek theater is very, is quite nice. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> let's wrap it there. Uh, let's do a little recap. We uh, are the same pick, so let's just let's do it. For oh, both
1: yeah. Of us. Oh, both of us, worst, least favorite, El Gran Orgo. Best personal favorite relationship of command. If for some reason you haven't heard that fucking album yet.
0: You got to get on it. I can't believe this is the first time we've overlapped in a long time, too.
1: Oh, yeah. Usually, I think usually we make a big deal of it. But this feels so
0: hot. Like, the This this band feels obvious. This band feels quite obvious. Yeah. Uh, But thanks so much for watching and hanging out. If you like us, stick around. Subscribe. Talk some shit in the comments. Tell us why we're idiots. Or you can not do that and be cool for once. For Christ's sake. Uh, You can follow me on social media at PounderMonkey. And Alex on Instagram at every album Alex. Please follow our history guy, Tom Osman, uh at Tom Osman Sounds on all social media as well as Tom sounds.com for all his music. He does a bunch of he digs up dirt for us, he gets interviews for us, he does his own interviews that he has on his substack, Tom Um, really cool stuff. And uh also check out my AP. Link to that in the description. It's very cool stuff. Uh not going to forget not going to forget patreon baby can't forget can't patreon.com slash every album ever that's where you go we have a bunch of bonus episodes on there you get to see our schedule in advance you get to vote on polls to decide what we cover next you get to join our discord be a part of our little community uh hang out with us there as well as uh suggesting EAE singles albums so if there's a new album that came out this year you want to talk about it throw it on there and we will do an episode on it and if you're tier two that's right, baby. You can suggest a full-ass discography for us to cover on our bigger, longer numbered episodes. Uh, it's within reason, all right? Under 20 albums preferred, for fuck's sake. Actually, pref- under 15, honestly. <laughs> if you want to go 20... 13's pushing it. 13 is pushing it. We will accept a wiggle room. There's there's room for that. But if we have to do multiple parts, usually 13 and up, we have to do multiple parts. Uh, so we'll have to get a little bit creative there, and maybe not. Or negotiate with us. We'll see. Talk to one of us. Talk yeah. to one of us. And also, if you're tier two, you can suggest any album from any discography for us to cover on our Patreon bonus episodes. So if you don't want to see us do a whole episode on a band that you don't really care for, but you like one album, there we go. Like, uh, could, could I tell the people what we got there so far?
1: Yeah. So Incentivize. Maybe if you want to hear our thoughts on DJ Shadows introducing.
0: Introducing. Absolutely. We also got an episode on porcupine by echo and the bunny and most recently we have a episode on dictius tenakari from bethlehem it's a black metal band it's pretty brutal but it's good stuff uh interesting albums the, the difference between those episodes and these is that we only covering the good albums one, one and done baby it's only good stuff it's so fun to listen to good music not that this band had that many bad records but boy oh boy that second that first ep was rough oh technically they have we didn't this even cover all their eps they have like earlier stuff than this. i don't
1: even know if those are available
0: this That's was why, a I,
1: fucking breeze
0: for me to do yeah oh uh, yeah for sure uh but yeah, anyway yeah go there do that thank you thank you thank you wrapping it up now what are we going to listen to you know what i'll indulge you with uh invalid lit Leader. Litter department? Yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you so much for listening and watching, baby. See ya.
4: To knock the pins down as her shoes gripped the dirt floor in the silhouette of dying. Dance the corpse's ashes. Yeah, they had planned for him, but they had spun the last of the pimps, Polyester, satin, nail, jewelry, lips, while the guillotine just laughed again. Dance the corpse's ashes. And the paramedics fell into the wound like a rehired scab at a bareheaded plant, an anesthetic penance beneath the hail of contraband. I'm no, no. And excommunicated, and all the pulses were subverted, and they made sure that the obituaries showed pictures of smokestacks. A vivid dissection that mocked the strut of vivisection, a semi-automatic colony, and a silencing that still walks the streets. The corpses ashes. When the company of wolves was a stretcher made of cobblestone curfews, as the feathered owls performed their custodial customs quite well. Travellingly polite, it was the walkie talkie that had knocked the pins down as their shoes lay dangling on the dirt floor in the silhouette of dying. dancing on the corpse's ashes. Well, yeah, they had planned for him. They had spun the last of the pimps. Polyester satin nailed jeweled her lips while the guillotine just laughed again. dancing on the and the paramedics had fallen into the wound like a re scab at a bare-handed plant. And an aesthetic penance beneath the hail of contraband. Dancing on the
2: Ashes dancing on the corpse's ashes.
3: Tell hills, heels, no good travel, and let's maps make my first.